Did y'all know that Destiny's Child's headed to Broadway and a lot more? All that on Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives, The Trend. The foursome is back today. The foursome. It's been a minute. Getting gone for a minute. Now we back with the jump off. That's right. We got Courtney Stewart in the house. What's up, everybody? We got DJ Jesse J. What's up? Tanisha Laverne Grant. Hello. And our very special guest, author, model, actress, everything, rapper, Kalina McMath is with us hey. today. Hey. And the pretty pink. Hey, hey. Looking good, girl. Looking all Thank types you. of good. Looking fine, y'all. Yeah, that, that smile is everything today. Uh, yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> oh, we can go. We'll keep going. It's nice to be back. How's your day been going? Oh, my day's awesome. Uh, I started off doing a little skit, uh, Juwan Jones, G Wayne TV, you know, collaborating with them and, you know, just showing my funny side because yeah. I have a funny side also. Yeah. You know, I'm just stepping into that. But you like just that. Great company, great people to be around. You got your hands in literally everything. Yes. Literally. Yes. Well, we're going to hear all about you, your new book, and just everything that you're doing. Um, But first, I think we're going to get into a little topics. A little topics. We love topics. Yo, so he already talked about it a little bit, you know what I mean? But there is... It's true, y'all. It's Destiny's true. Child is getting a musical. Now, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but it's kind of been the wave. So, like, everybody has a Vegas residency right now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Started with Celine, and then Britney came in, and all the millennials got it. Well, now, <laughs> it's kind of actually <laughs> what's happening. J-Lo and Tony Braxton. <laughs> mm-hmm. They came after Holding Britney. it down for Gen X. They did that but thing. so, it's kind of happening now with musicals. So, first, Britney was announced that she's getting a musical. Yeah. Then TLC came out that they there's a musical being produced for TLC, and now Matthew Knowles has put his hands in the world of musical theater, yeah. and we will be getting Survivor, the Destiny Child Survivor. musical. Wow. <laughs> well, all right, so it's not really going to Broadway. <laughs> We're hopping a little bit ahead of ourselves, because nothing just goes to Broadway. So basically, Matthew is working on a script right now where... It's not really clear, but it kind of seems like he's more so, the show is more so focused on his journey in dealings with the group, the interchanging girls, raising a, another daughter who wasn't a part of the girl group, mm. being in a, a, a marriage that, you know, kind of how that went, ups and downs through all that. Um, so it seems like. He, Kind of the story of Matthew Knowles. Right. I'm like, I don't hear no destiny in that child. Like, but he it? said, I don't want this musical to go without anybody's blessing, so I'm working uh, on the script. Hmm. Uh, he said Solange and Miss Tina are excited to see what the script reads. Of course. Um, and then there has been no say from any of the members of actually Destiny's Child, although he did allude... That maybe you might see a familiar face playing one of the characters. Oh, wow. He said because this is going from the age of 12 to the age of 30 with the girls, so there's a lot of key parts here, you know, and you never know who might pop in and play a little Beyonce. The nerve. Um, But, so it's going to get a a run in Houston, and if it does well there, then Broadway could pick it up, and this could be a thing. Like, are we down to go see a Destiny Child musical? Inquiring minds want to know. I I mean, I think I need to know what the storyline is really going to be. 
You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I would go see it. I would go see it for free. For free. Okay. Yeah. But would you pay Broadway ticket prices to go see it? Oof. Uh, once again, I need to see what the storyline is. That's what I say. What about you, Kalina? Would you be interested in it? I definitely would be. Yeah. All right. I would be. Because they said that um, the Donna Summers didn't do that well. Yeah, yeah. Neither did Cher, either. Neither did Cher. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's something where I, myself, I could see myself, like, taking my nieces and nephews to go see something like that. Yeah. So I think it's like a family type of, you know, type of uh, experience that you could have with your family. Because we all know the story, you know. Or do we? I mean, well, right, we know I, I would our story. Right, we know our story, right. But I think this is Matthew's way of, okay, y'all want to paint me as the villain. Well, I'm going to make a story about how I raised this amazing group. Mm-hmm. So, But he has rights to it, right? Yeah, yeah he owns saying? all yeah. the music. That's why I think there hasn't been a Destiny's Child reunion. And if they come back, they would have to come back with a new name in order for them to have all the rights. So I think they would have to come back as like DC3. Because mm. anything mm. under Destiny's Child, he owns, he owns the rights yeah. to. Right. But they could still perform the songs, though. If they... You of know, course. Oh, like anytime they can, oh, he'll yeah. get, he get paid. He just Which is paid. why they did it for homecoming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beyonce's homecoming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were all on stage. Yeah. Very <laughs> selective over which songs they performed, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do you guys think, though, because you know that as much as we all love Beyonce, she has not quite achieved that egotness that she would like to have in terms of, you know, an Oscar. She's got all yeah. those Grammys. This could be a Tony moment. For her to be in the. De- but do you Beyonce, think, uh, do not. But do you think <laughs> that no. she would like be like? Mm, First of all, maybe the, I can morph this, and this might be my Tony Award. No, no. unless yeah, we get no. lemonade, the live action play. Uh, uh-uh. yeah, no, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> no, we already I, I, got it. We I got feel homecoming. Where you going with it, but I'm just saying. I don't think so. I'm just no. saying. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I personally don't. I love Beyonce. I, I have not loved her but as an low actor. Key. I, yeah, I, but low-key. Yeah, I love her musically. Low-key, yeah. that would be the most Beyonce thing to do. She's like, going to pop up. Um, who's playing me? Only me. Thank you. Because who is going to play Beyonce? Honestly, <laughs> like... I don't know. I, I mean, there could someone. be some young great, actress, great actress, actress you know. Like, if Zendaya Cat Graham. Cat Graham can play her. Cat Graham's beautiful. She, she is beautiful. She is beautiful. She is real beautiful. She is beautiful. She is beautiful. She would have to play the older Beyonce, though. Yeah, she can play the young one. Because I'm like, they, they'd be shady. They'd be like, Zendaya's Kelly. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. But see, now you got you got in my mind about the whole album, actually, that they don't have the rights to, to you know, really... To all the songs, I feel like they should all come out as their no, alter they egos. Have, they they rights have rights to it, but Beyonce—they wrote um, those songs. Matthew also makes money on them, and okay. that was so the petty like, part. Yeah, like, oh, you want to try me? You ain't gonna get no money. I ain't singing your songs. Uh, <laughs> that's why she came up with all her albums, and she's like, yeah. I don't need a Destiny's Child reunion. But yeah. I love how Miss Tina is so unbothered that she still talks to that man. Yeah, and she's like, you know what? I'll look at your script. A little corny I'll joke. I'll let my husband look you. at it. Maybe he'll want to be in it and help you out. Life goes on. Here's you really can't discount. You know, life happens, things happen, yeah. but you can never ever discount or undercut what Matthew knows has no, contributed. No, to absolutely that family. not. That's just no, straight can't outright that lunacy. You know, so if he wants to make a Destiny's Child, you know, if I get a press ticket, I would definitely go and see it and give you him. Come on, press ticket. Go ahead with your press ticket shade. Your press <laughs> yes. ticket shade. She, you know, she said press no. Need the press ticket. Yeah, yeah, I would go. I would definitely take that, and I would give him a wonderful one-on-one exclusive interview. Yes, I Chatting would. Right. Yeah, I'll try <laughs> and get some inside tea. First. Try and get the inside tea. I sure would. No. But in terms of Beyonce going for a Tony, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Egot. No. Let's just. 
leave that to the real bona fide thespians who have really taken the time to. Yeah, Beyonce, you don't need to be that. You are Beyonce. But she wanted, and y'all know she She wants it. Of course she does. Dina did not win that Oscar. She wants it. Y'all know. Well, you know what? Lion King's coming out. Maybe Nala's gonna get actress. Okay, you know what? <laughs> We're done. Moving on. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Moving on to the next story of the day, also taking place in the Destiny's Child hometown of Houston, Texas. Y'all, these Houston, Houstonians are up in arms mm. and a little upset mm. because... Dress code. A woman by the name of Jocelyn Lewis on oh. April 8th decided, I need to go register my daughter for high school. She rolled on over to the local high school called Madison High School, and uh, she had her this. bonnet and her t-shirt dress on, and she rolled up into the school office to register her daughter for school, and a school official said, um, excuse me, but you're out of the dress code. I'm going to need you to go home and change. And at first... You know, Miss Lewis was like, oh, you think I'm a student? I'm not a student. I'm, I'm here to register my daughter. And the official was like, I'm sorry, but, like, even if you're a parent, you got to go home. What kind of school And Miss Lewis said, I'm sorry. I'm a grown-up. I need to register my daughter for school. This is not happening. And when Miss Lewis would not leave, the school official, said official, called the police. Mm. Oh. oh, damn. Simultaneously, Miss Lewis called the school board and said, I ain't seen nothing about no parental dress code. I don't know what she's talking about because, of course, the official could not show her where this is written, that there is a dress code for school. And so eventually Miss Lewis left, and the next day, all the parents in the school district received a memo from Principal Carlotta Outley-Brown. And in this, it was a dress code with policies that barred items from parents being worn to school, such as bonnets, shower caps, hair rollers, sagging pants, and pajamas. You cannot wear those on the campus of the high school. And the principal said, quote, parents, we do value you as a partner in your child's education. However, please know we have standards. Mm. Most of all, we must have high standards. So, a lot of parents read that and were like, what are you talking about? This is not fair. This is awful. It seems discriminatory. One parent said, I really think this was discriminatory. The language that was used, it was demeaning. And I'm African American. And if it's misty outside and I have a hair bonnet on, I don't see that that's anybody's business but mine. So, it continued on that way. Many parents have since um, responded. Another parent said it's very classist. And she said, you know, you know, this principal might have time to go to the hair salon every week, but I do not. And if I got a bonnet on to protect my hair in the misty rain, too, then that <laughs> is okay. So, they're still upset about it. But right now, the policy is enforced. Um, the school board actually agrees that, you know, this policy should be continued to be enforced and that there should be standards for parents as they enter campuses with other students the same way that we have students having a dress code, but parents have a dress code. What y'all think? I mean, so, okay, so this policy actually happened after she came to the school. I mean, that's a little They were bit, trying to kick her out? This is a little blurry. Okay. If there was actually something physically already written that existed for the parents. Perhaps it already was sort of like in some rule book somewhere, but nobody was like looking at that and it wasn't posted anywhere for this parent to know that. And she was asked to leave. A lot of schools have these kinds of policies. So what what baffles me is like whatever happened to wanting to show up in the spirit of excellence? You understand what I'm saying? It's your child. Whatever happened to social grace and decorum? I mean, we've just it's just we're just completely off the rails with everything. It is unacceptable. If your job that you're going to or you have to get a paycheck from says, listen, you have to follow a dress 
dress code in order to come here to work and own and earn money and get a paycheck at the end of the week, then guess what? You're going to be you're going to fall in line and you're going to follow the dress code. Do the same thing for your kid. I can't tell you how many children are embarrassed at the sight of their parents, their moms, you know, coming up to the school, flip flops on, looking haggard, tagged and just you know, roughed but, over. I mean, my principal but, looked a mess. Like he, I don't know. Crazy. I'm from a different generation. You know, I'm I'm a Gen X baby. I was in elementary school in the early '80s, high school in the in the in the very early '90s, and you just did not show up to school. You know, student or parent looking like the cat just batted you Wait, off from up underneath the refrigerator. School? It yeah. doesn't matter. Public this is school. A public I mean, school? I mean, it oh, does matter. First of all, you don't like. My mother, I was raised by my grandmother because my mother was always working. So if my grandmother, who physically had situations going on with her, had to show up to my school, she got to show up how she got to show up. Like, that's really none of the school's business because at the end of the day, the reason the parent is coming to the school is because that is my guardian. Like, as long as you are presentable, like, I've seen teachers principals with bulges in their pants like that could be looked at as you know I'm just saying like there's, oh, what was the principal oh doing that he had bulges <laughs> in his pants no, I'm just saying like substitute teachers I'm just saying like everything can be ripped apart pull the picture of the principal uh, no we don't have it but pull the picture of the principal up and I could probably rip her to shred him or her to shreds like this woman just literally showed up because what if she showed up with her hair looking crazy yeah. Then what? What like it's just like she's showing up for a second to pick up her child to do whatever. She was it's not her like for school. That her, was a it's full not like interaction yeah. with the she's administration. She's a good parent. She's, I mean, <laughs> she I, I, I think her kid. I, yeah, she's a good parent. for her child. Maybe the only time she ever even shows up to the dog. Yeah, I don't. School, I don't know if it should be that, a, a rule of that parents need to show up in certain clothing just to register well, their kids. Appropriate clothing. They're just. They don't come with nipples. You know how many times I have run places or just. Think about how you go you to the grocery list. store. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, okay. looking at a hot mess. You know what I'm saying? Or run, <laughs> run, run into the bank or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I get it. It's your kid. Your kid's there. But if you're I just mean, registering, you're look, not hanging I'm not out. Bad. With there's I'm just, gonna, I don't know. Like, there's just something called bit. pride in your appearance. But, I mean, it doesn't but take. You can't, yeah, but everybody that. is not. That's not a commentary of everybody's pride in their appearance. Technically, that's that true. doesn't mean that they don't have pride because they appear a certain. I agree with that. Also, but to wear a bonnet, like I don't know. I mean, I understand. Don't get me wrong. But I am I am a southern child born and raised. My mom would have my head if I like I'm sensitive. I don't even want to answer my door in a in a bonnet or with my scarf on, but I have done it. There have been situations where I've done it. I have been in a situation consistently dropping a child off at school and getting up at six in the morning and getting said child ready for school and driving them to school and all that. And my appearance is not great, but it is definitely something that I think about and that I would try to do a little bit okay. Like, it's one of those things, like, if you get in a car accident, you won't be on the side of the road without no draws on. Like, right. and yeah. just, so I get that, but like, that's it's great. that's, but to, I'd like to see but the to rest make of that a, a policy, <laughs> it's sort of like the concept of legislating morality. <laughs> like, you can't choose for people what they, what they are right, I agree with that. deeming acceptable and presentable in these things. So, like, she wasn't showing no boobies. I just Her think booty it's a wasn't out. Of but it does I got a question for you, though. Hmm. So, you said, so, Basically, the rule 
the rule began after she showed up. Well, this is what we don't know. We like, don't it's know not because they can't, if they can't show us a photocopy Because at the where time when she asked for it, oh. she wanted to see the policy. They didn't have anything to give her. Oh. And I'm sure she was upset and yeah. that the police were called because she probably was irate. And then she got on the phone with the board of directors. So we don't know. Like, maybe it does exist in, like, some school handbook that's been there for ages and nobody cares and pays attention because they haven't really tried to enforce it. But at the same time, I would be really I surprised honor, if there's really something written in there that says parents cannot come to school I mean, guarantee it doesn't say bonnets, shower, shower caps, caps and all that shit. But it might Excuse say something I believe it. Like I believe it. Parents Listen, I fully dressed. I used to work in the hospitality industry, you know, in, in restaurants, and there would be a sh- very strict you know, policy in terms of what we were allowed to wear, the style of makeup. Worked, or but no. you worked for the company that, and you that, represent but, the company. But, but that's what I'm saying, though. At the same time, why can't those same rules apply towards... Because, because if I'm a guest and I come into your hotel... Place. If I'm, you're, I'm a guest and I come into your hotel and I got all the money in the world and I pull up... like I'm tired. I was just on a flight. I just worked a 12-hour day and now I want to come rest my... And I'm in pajamas and I walk up to the front lobby and someone says something to me... Please say something to me. <laughs> hey, I mean, and at a public school, at, the, at a public work. school, my taxes paid that school. Yeah. My right. taxes that's are the reason. That's true. Right. My taxes that's are the reason. So if I want to show but, up, like, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. No, no, finish that. <laughs> no, finish, I'm just finish, saying, yeah. like, I, I understand to a certain degree, like, if you're at a high school because there are, you know, teenagers going around, like, maybe they don't want all the breasts out, and yeah. maybe they want you to right. try to be a little just bit. Like but even that, there are school uniform nouns because students have been out of control or parents. Have allowed have well, been allowing their children, that, but that's also debatable you know, as well because, because the they place all debatable well, because it's they place that responsibility. A lot of the student dress codes have come out of boys not behaving towards girls properly, and then the weight was placed on girls that girls need to be looking yeah. a certain way, and that's also not fair. So I get it that it all like exists and whatnot, and we want to try to do better. Yeah. I would just be like, can we just talk to the mom and be like, hey, we're trying to like encourage our students to like get dressed because we do live in a really casual culture now. Like, yes. we don't get, Super cash. like, dressed it's, up it's and, like, do things that we casual. used to. Yeah. And there's a way to encourage that without, like, making a policy and be like, you cannot wear your hair rollers in your bonnet because the reality is if I gotta go to work in an hour and I still got to have my hot rollers in so that my curls is right, right. then I'm gonna take my kid to school <laughs> with my hot curls in. <laughs> it takes a second. It, does, it doesn't take a whole hour to look presentable. But it doesn't. The, you know, but it doesn't. The only thing is, is looking at the... She got me there feeling like throwing on a wig. You know, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we don't feel like it. And then her cornrows <laughs> might look a little ratchet right now. So she was like, right. you know what? It's better that I wear a headdress. Low bonnet. You know All I'm doing is, is, is uh, signing up little Nikki at her But at her you can school. make it That's look it. presentable. I mean, you were on the show last week with out. a head wrap on. But, I was on the show but, a few weeks ago also, with a head wrap on. But that's also an assumption. There's a way that's to make it look presentable. That she has something else other than that. What if that is the only head wrap she has? She can make it look a little better. Maybe that's the only t-shirt she has to wrap on her head. That's crazy. As a public school, you talking about excellence? Like, <laughs> are you teaching that? Yes, yeah, diversity. Let me go through diversity. It's no, diversity. This beyond is diversity. that, like, well, that's already right. social decorum. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could have been six thirty a.m. You know, because they, they also didn't put on there like, I'm sorry, white moms, no messy buns. But this is very black specific. The roller, real black specific, and when it is it probably. It probably is a black school. black school. Right. I don't know the numbers. It probably but, is, but yeah. But then there's also like it's people. There are people who do dress up and they think that you know what I mean. They are of that echelon, and it's like, hello, sir or ma'am. 
that ain't like, appropriate. Like what you it, think you wearing? Just because you put some pants or you did your hair a certain way, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's just a registration. She not chilling. She not having right. sitting having lunch with the well, kid during lunchtime. Yeah. She ain't like but you know having a, having it. Yeah, but I mean she for an extended. Well, here's a, here's the thing. But then, but then that's between her and her child. Then if if the child is embarrassed by it's like mom, why are you coming to school like that? That's a different subject. But like. If she just rolling in just to drop off the kid or yeah, register the kid not real drop quick, off. she went into the office. Okay, well, okay. I mean, listen, it wasn't the most, it wasn't Can the best, it wasn't the, the best choice of like, wardrobe. My baby, and they was like, "What you wearing?" No, she rolled up in there with her house shoes on. Like, hey, y'all, I got to sign my child up for school. Look, wow. she definitely looked tired. Well, whatever. I mean, but, if it was my mom, I'd have a conversation with her. But I'd that's be like, a different mama, subject. You gonna put that wig on? <laughs> that part, yeah. exactly. Or this baseball Point. cap or something. You ain't got to style it, but you gotta put it on. Like, like, that's that's where I'm from. We all represent a Exactly. So we're coming back to what I said. Exactly. She's like, I was right. I was right. I want to see the rest of this woman's outfit because, as far as the I don't think we do. Is it crazy? It was just a black t shirt. It was a t shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't that short, but it just was like, oh, it looked like a pajama shirt. And her, she wore, she went to sleep in it. She was probably drunk, maybe. Like, she woke up and, like, why are we making her drunk? I wake up drunk and have to go to the store and be like, oh, this is a like maybe she yeah. well, she's probably night. done this before too. She's like, I just gotta go register. You know, I'm not doing this. <laughs> she got to work. She got a teenager. She like, does this all the time. It seems like wait, you made her drunk though. I honestly like I would want hungover. They would have to. They would have to pull that up. I would. I would follow through with this girl. I would pull them. Make them pull it up where that. I came would too. From. And I would because Shut if up. not, no, because if not, Even then if you not, wrote something. Well, now it is. So period, like but that's the school yeah, but you point, you kicked me out before you had that policy. Well, you yeah. kicked me out, but I didn't leave. And that was the judgment of the secretary, girl. You're a secretary. It wasn't like, the secretary; it's the principal. Girl, same situation. Oh, <laughs> well, Carlita came down. That was the principal's name, right? Carlita, Carlotta, Carlotta came down. She was on star. She was like, "Oh no, honey, Carlotta was like not here for it." Carlotta, Carlotta. Like our mothers taught us better than this. But you could have just said that. Maybe your mother taught you better than. That's probably what she said too. And that's why she had to call the police because she was like, "Well, my mom didn't teach me that, so get out my face." And then it turned into a fight. And girl, because right. I can say you're talking about uh, oh, your foundation. Listen, is look not at that face right there. You know she went out with oh, a fight. I wish you I know, I wish I, I wish I had that on video. Wait, yes. the bottom. Because I would love to watch that fight. Story. Let's keep it one hundred. We all want to see that fight between her and that principal. Let's keep no, it one hundred. No, we do not. I do. We I are do. supporting excellence. I want to see that conversation. I just want to see the conversation. No, I want to see the conversation. I want to see the conversation. Yes. Oh, well. <laughs> In the end, wear clothes. Just do that. Wear clothes and, you know. It's all good. Maybe yeah. tie a bow in your a bonnet. Public Put a ball cap on. Put a public Public school. Try a different scarf. Try a different scarf. Maybe not your bath towel. I, mean, I want to see the excellence of our looks lunch. that are still appropriate. Yeah. That's why I love brown and black folks. That's all I got to say. Oh, because we will discuss. I, I just do wish I was there to watch We will that. discuss. Yeah. I did. Really all right, well, speaking of brown Jesse and black life. folks, brown we're going to move on folks. to our last topic so we can talk to our wonderful guest here. So, Brown and Black Forums of U.S. announced a 2020 election program that they're doing. So, if you don't know about Brown and Black Forums, they are the nation's oldest minority presidential forum. Uh, they basically focus on issues that impact our black and brown communities and trying to make them better and merging people of color to talk about the issues that are happening. So they announced actually yesterday that they are organizing a series of forums and town hall meetings around the nation leading up to 2020 presidential election, and they're going to focus on five different topics, criminal justice, 
Immigration, Education, Economic Development, and Health. And their goal is to unite and keep the communication going among co- people of color. What do y'all think about this? I'm wondering how I've never heard of them. I have never heard of them That's either. why I pulled the story. I had to actually pull like, and look at their background and read exactly. That's why I actually put down who they were. Because yeah. I think I was asking people. They were like, I don't know who that is. This is a national organization that's yeah. been in, around, around for, for a, a long while. time. Yeah. And yeah. we, I, and I, I don't know mm. everything, but I'm a little bit of a nerd, and I know a lot, especially yeah. when it comes to politics. I ain't never even heard of it. Well, apparently their home base is in <laughs> Iowa, and then they're expanding Ooh, from that. That's interesting. I didn't even know that. Well, that makes sense. I was. I mean, where yeah. it all starts yeah. in the primaries, like yeah. that's like, yeah, the epicenter. Are they doing this for the Republican strategist, or or why? Because that's that's in, like why is it coming from Iowa? Well, Iowa is that's their that's a, it's the main it's caucus state. Com- yeah. Whether it's Democrats or Republicans, yeah. like that's a huge state yeah. for the primaries. Right. So it makes sense that they started there. They start there, but because they're Iowa's to- also are like really super voters. Like yeah. they are really on top of their voting uh-huh. and all of that. So, yeah. okay. but it's just interesting that it's a national organization, and I Never really heard haven't enough. heard anything about events or anything before now. Nothing. But no, you know. I really had to research to see exactly who they were. Cause I was like, I ain't never heard of them. Best time to plant a seed is 20 years ago. If not, now is the time. Well, here's the thing. I like, I appreciate what they're doing because yeah. we need the dialogue, it's especially gonna, right now with what's going on in politics. Next 18 months. And it's going to be a interesting 18 months. Hey, Joe Biden. Yeah, bloodbath. We'll see how it all goes down. We'll see how it all goes down. <laughs> Don't call it a bloodbath. Oh, no, no, it's going to no. be a bloodbath. No, 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 no. no. I agree with Lena. This I is uh, a bloodbath. It's going to be a bloodbath. No, no. This is going to change the next 50 years. Like, Absolutely. Whoever is, unless a Cheeto is thrown out in the trash, I can't. Mm. Like, I can't. I Ooh, can't. I want Cheetos. Me too. <laughs> Not those Cheetos. Not that Cheeto. <laughs> Not that Cheeto. That expiration yeah, it's, date it's is expired. Gonna it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. rough. Yeah. I mean, especially with the advancement of, because we're still, even though, you know, we've, we've been freed for so long, we've, we've had voting rights for so long, you know, just recently, we're going to say that. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, with the, our advancement, it's just going to take time to where we're actually going to be in a position to, you know, grow economically as a people here in this country. We've been denied so many times to grow economically. So now, you know, we're bringing the debate to them like, okay, so what are you guys going to do for us economically? What, what, where are we going to be in the next 25 to 50 years? So that's what I want to see. No. I, want, I want to talk about reparations. <laughs> I want to talk about everything on the table. Mm-hmm. Because if you're saying that, okay, we're a country and we stand together, we're united, okay, well, let's, 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 let's focus at hand on what's the problem. The problem is, is that the African American has never been compensated. They were, they gave True. the Japanese their reparation before they even took care of us. So now it's like, okay, so what, what, what are you guys going to do? No, yeah, that's my whole thing. Well, I we agree. also have to ask ourselves in African American culture, what are we doing for ourselves? Where is our own collective work and responsibility? I mean, waiting for reparations true. is almost lunacy. If we don't get reparations, how are we going to continue to build? You know, we have uh, last week in the conversation, the week before last, we had uh, Dr. Dre who was in the news about his daughter getting accepted to USC and donated seventy million. Well, why not that same seventy million go towards historical black colleges and universities? I'm going to keep 
talking about this ad nauseum because the conversation about reparations may not happen. So again, what are we doing within our own culture to make sure that we are safeguarding our own personal interests instead of waiting and waiting and waiting for somebody else to give us something that we have the resources to build ourselves? Well, I think that just to go off of that, I do not disagree. However, what I will say is the fact that the conversation I mean, the government needs around, to work for us. It does, but... But that's my point. The yeah. conversation around reparations being anything that is at the forefront or a actual topic in the maybe top five topics of people that are running for president sure. of the United States right. is not a small thing. And I actually think that shows that we have been making noise in ways that we have not been before. And I would like to see that we continue to make that noise because when I hear the word reparations, I'm not necessarily, like, don't get me wrong, I'll take a check. I'll take a mule. I'll take 40 acres. But right. in the end, what I the concept around that to me is just the acknowledgement, number one, that this discrepancy exists and yeah. has existed for many, many, many years. Many years. Yes. And even if it were to be discovered that the best way to do this is to invest in HBCUs and a, invest in you know minority-owned companies at a higher level than we have been before, that is still a conversation that I'm glad we are finally making that be something that is important and something necessary for presidential candidates to actually answer in debate and yeah, be, take a position that. on one way yeah. or the other. And I think that the thing that I'm excited or hopeful about, because I actually want to look more into this black and brown mm-hmm. organization, is that I think that we need a national organization that is actually really pushing hard Absolutely. on all of these candidates, like the black agenda. Well, I Jesse hate calling Jackson it a black tried. agenda. Jesse Jackson that was tried also, with the it was a different time. time. That's 1988. Yeah. We're in a different time. Things matter. And say what you want about how we're absent and we're you know apathetic and all of that stuff. We live in a different time. We do have different interests now, yeah. even if we aren't necessarily like, oh, it has to be about black people all the time, blah, blah, blah. We recognize, and more people recognize that are not black, that what has happened to black people is unacceptable. And it's time for us to actually say that out loud and our leaders to actually say that out loud and do something about it. And I appreciate being and being I agree with just that. Just name, like, yes. you know. That's great. To, to I'm just say not that. betting on it. No, but the, but the piggyback off of it. We didn't bet on freedom. We didn't bet on freedom, but we got it. We didn't bet on nothing. And to piggyback off of what you're saying, Courtney, what the only positive thing that's come out of this whole thing with Trump is that people now are speaking up a lot more. And yes, I haven't necessarily heard of this organization, but now I, organizations like this are existing and they are coming out more pl- plentiful yeah, because like, where y'all at? They, Come on, because they need, need to. We yeah. have to have the conversation now, and people aren't afraid to say it because they're tired of what's going on right now. So I mean, hopefully that will also translate into the voting factor. Of course, you know right. uh, that's what we hope for, and that's our job. Right. And that's our job, and yeah. that's why this is here. That's I mean, our the job. bottom line is great to have an ally. It's great to have somebody uh, who does not look like you advocating for you, right? I yeah. mean. I'm not going to pretend that that's not a, a fact because it is. All I'm saying is, again, it's you not know, just great; it's necessary. Yeah. It's necessary because yeah. white supremacy doesn't end because black people decide it. White supremacy ends because white people say that's unacceptable. Exactly. Period. That's right. Yeah, and I that's agree. why it has. Not I agree. Ended yet, so I agree. I'm but great is it. necessary. It's the same. You know, I'm saying the same thing. You yeah. know, so. All right, we're going to talk about some happy topics. We're going to talk about Kalina McMahon. Hey. You got your new book coming out in May. Let's see. It's called Safe in the Game, the official handbook for an exotic entertainer. Yes. Safe in the Game. Yes. Safe in the Game. So what's the book about? Give us a little so preview. I'm so excited, y'all. Safe in the Game. Can I do my... Can you do that again? Actually, we're going to boomerang that. Can I boomerang that? Go ahead, girl. Can I do my happy day? What? 
and the HR is going on, Jeremy. No, I'm, she's happy. I'm Hashtag. Hashtag. Y'all crazy. All right, so tell us about the book. What's the book about? So, basically, the book is for young women and women alike who want to get into the entertainment business, who don't have an understanding of the entertainment business, because there's a lot of pitfalls, just like there's success. I am success. I am sitting here in front of you, and you guys are like, wow, okay. So there's the success part of it, but there is a part where, you know, you can fall subject to being preyed upon, mm-hmm. um, to alcohol, to drugs. For sure. To uh, money management, like you want to be able to manage your money. These girls are making thousands of dollars every other night. So, of course, a lot of them are feeling complacent as well. So it's a complacency issue also. And it's like, okay, well, you have other gifts. Like the, the crazy thing about it was it wasn't, it wasn't like my friends telling me, oh, you're beautiful. You know, what are you doing? It was actually the customers that would come in and tell me this. They'll be like, you are gorgeous. Like, get out of here, girl. Go do something <laughs> with your life. Go to Hollywood, you know. It's like, you know, just do something. And that's what really pushed me. It's crazy because I was, like, thinking about it. I was like, yeah, it was no, it was the customers. Guys are good. <laughs> I love you guys. Like, <laughs> like, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here. Like, thanks for that push, you know. But, um, yeah, so the book is basically helping girls navigate through that. I mean, you. I've met so many different women. I've met housewives that come in and they'll tell their husband that they're exercising and they just came in and made like $1,200 and they're out. Wait, for real? Yes. Wow. Yes. Because they have hour rooms. Like the hour rooms are like for where, where, where I'm at, like $1,000 an hour. I dance in Las Vegas. So it's like $1,000 an hour. You know, so like housewives would come in and they would tell me like, yeah, I just told my husband I was going to go work out, (laughs) got their little workout bag and all, and (laughs) put their little workout clothes back on and then they're out. So I meet so many women, uh, pharmacists, women that like all kind of women, professionals, and they're like, girl, I just came here because I need my little trip to Europe real quick. You know, they can make their little two, three thousand, get their trip to Europe and go off and do their thing. So my thing was, okay. These girls are always coming up to me, asking me, what do I do? They they always come to me for some reason. Like, I'm this beacon of light to them, which is fine. Now, had you fallen, is that because you've had fallen to the things that you wrote about? Or you saw other girls? (laughs) Yes, I'm so glad that you asked me that. Um, There's parts of my life also where I struggle with uh, alcoholism. Mm. And being in that industry... You know, it's very accessible. Yeah. You know, just like you guys have a mic every day, there's a there's a glass of champagne there every day. Yeah. Now, you did know? that also help you to get your mindset ready for doing that kind of work? Yeah. Like alcohol, yes. like it's yes. like oh, I gotta get because I know DJing. I I tell myself, oh, I'm better if I'm tipsy. I'm better because I'm in a club atmosphere, like that kind of mentality. Like, oh, let yeah. me get tipsy because I don't want to deal with these motherfuckers if I'm straight minded right now. Like, yeah, and I think because everybody does it, that you think it's okay, mm-hmm. right? Until you get to the point where you're like, okay, well, this is not okay. This is because daily. this is messing up my money. <laughs> like, this is right. messing up my money. This is messing up my self esteem. This is messing up uh, where I, my direction, where I really want to go. And then once you start understanding that, you know, it's either you're a strong enough person to put it down, or you're not. Right. So okay. it's it's always you know those two type of components that you're dealing with. So in my case, I happen to be a strong person. 
you know, I'm, I'm spiritual, so I, I give a lot to God. You know, he helped me along the way. But, you know, there's a lot of people that don't necessarily, you know, are, are, are not necessarily spiritual or, or do not have other outlets, you know, do not have other, uh, they're not beautiful or they're not, you know, uh, talented enough to do other things. Mm. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's just that's the way it is, yeah. you know. It's sad, but it's the way it is. Like, so my thing was if I can just help one person, just just learn that industry and be safe at it and be productive at it, then by all means, I'm going to share my stories. You know, through my humility, I'm able to help others, and that's fine. Because there's parts of my book where it's like, you know, once you read it, you'd be like, dang, this girl went through a lot. Like, wow. yeah, but if I didn't, if I didn't put that in the book, I don't think that the, it would hit home. To it, you know? Right, you can't relate to it. Because right. nobody's gonna nobody's gonna relate to you if you're not being truthful. Yeah. With that's them. true. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, was it a hard transition for you from going from that to being where you're at now? Because I'm sure you went through a lot of mountains and, and oh waves my god, and a lot yes. of things. Yes. You know, sometimes I'm like, I don't pinch myself because, you know, everybody say, oh, I pinch myself. I can't believe I'm here. But it's times where I'm just like, wow, I can't believe I made it to L.A. But what was harder, getting into it or getting out of it? It was harder getting, you know what? Mentally. It was was harder getting into the mind state Mm -hmm. of I can conquer all things. Right. Mm -hmm. I can conquer this dancing. I can conquer my acting, my music. You know, writing this book. So that's really where it was, was being able to to get into that mind state and say, you know what, I'm going to go for my dreams. I'm not going to let this dictate or tell this type of thing, you know, tell me where I'm going to be. Right. Period. Was it was it tough in the sense of like, did people view you in a different way and didn't take you as seriously? And you were like, no, I got this. Like, this is what I can do. And this is what I'm bringing. Was there any well, challenges yeah, I mean, that? I mean, yeah. I mean, you're walking around, you know, tipsy and, you know, yeah. wig pushed back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've had my days, you know. I've Shut lived. I have lived. No, I mean like the journey, but, though. The transition no. from the journey. You said wig, wig pushed back to walking around <laughs> tipsy. Because <laughs> I had a visual of the wig push. Me too. Oh, I, was trying, I was trying to give you that real serious question, and like no. when you said that, I was okay. like, I'm, I'm, no, I'm but serious. That's all I saw. I was like, no. I, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to your question. Let me ask Yeah, yeah it's, it's been a journey. Yeah. It has yeah. been a journey. Can but I'm you, here. Oh, sorry. No. Can you speak to a little bit, just so we don't have a lot of time, but, okay, yeah. so there's, culturally right now, there is a, a little bit of sort of debate going on. It's, uh, the, the concept, like, the joke that goes on, like, black men, your job is to keep your kid off the pole, so to right. speak. Mm-hmm. So they have that energy out there, but then there's also this energy now, especially with Instagram culture as well, that, you know, these women are winning. Like, you like you were able to channel it into something amazing right. and turn it into a career for yourself and make money and make a life for yourself. How do you sort of address, but we also have this, like, time period of, like, black excellence and our rising and um, our, our, it's like a a Harlem Renaissance for black people right now. But there's so many young girls that will see you and be like, you know what, my path is to go to the club and, you know, do this thing. That Are are you in a place where you, because a lot of people criticize that and be like, well, why are we trying to encourage our girls to go that direction as opposed to just go get educated, whatever. How do you speak to those people to, are are you out, are you comfortable saying like, you know what, if you got to go to the club, you got to go to the club. If you go this direction, you do the direction. How do you sort of address that energy? Because it can be very conflicting, mm-hmm. but also as a person of faith, like how do you reconcile all of those together and are, are stay comfortable in your skin doing what you do? And how do you and address stay those people? Well, you know, I always go back. And you say a person in my faith. That's, um, 
because I always go back to uh, David, you know, in the Bible. And we all know David wasn't a saint, but we know that he would humble himself and he would get on his knees. Mm-hmm. So that's really where that, that whole book of David, that's how, you know, I view myself. Like, I'm a champion for God. I'm going to humble myself no matter where I'm at in life. I'm going to humble myself to him. So, yeah, spiritually and, and, and faith-wise, that's, that's where I stand with that. But as far as the young ladies uh, getting into the business and if they, they want to get into the business, I say this. I say, you all probably have nieces and nephews, aunties, young aunties, young cousins, who say, you know what, I'm going to go dance. And you like, instead of us saying... Because I think as a culture, we're always like, um, no, the hell you're not. It's the respectability politics right. yeah. more than anything. Yeah, yeah, but being that we are now we're in, the, we're in the, fa- the phase now where, you know, a lot of our nephews may even be homosexual or gay. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're not going to say, okay, well, I don't love you no more. You know, a lot of us are like, you know what? You still mine. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's the same way with young women. It's like, okay, if you guys want to dance, you know, my cousin, my sister, y'all want to dance, read this book, please. <laughs> take the book, y'all. Yeah, take this book and read it because this is going to save you a lot of, uh, you know, crazy stuff from happening or, you know, she's she's just basically, you know, letting you know, you know, what to do, what not to do. Yeah, because so, it's creating boundaries in that world because yes. a lot of girls think, okay, I'm going in, I'm going to dance. Okay, well, now he just asked for this. No! I'm here, and I'm here to do this job, and this is the job that I'm going to do. And yeah. I think it takes someone who has done the work as a dancer and be like, no, these are the boundaries that you set going into there as a mentality. Because there are men. We live in a culture where, well, well, she's wearing that. She looks like that. Mm. She works here. Okay, that doesn't mean. Thank you. That's, that's, that's the whole person. reason for the book was to take exactly. away the stigma yep. of being a professional entertainer. These women are professionals. These women, as long as their their mind is together, you know, they got their children, their their husbands. A lot of these women are married. A lot of them, you know, they're coming in. They're making ninety, a hundred grand a year. Listen, mm-hmm. girl, you're good. Maya Angelou you know? was a madam. In other words, she was a female mm-hmm. pimp. She was a nightclub <laughs> yeah. dancer. Do you? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? God loves you like he loves all of us. Oh, yeah. You know, we have this thing where we like to judge people outwardly well, by what they're doing. Society, but right. it's just like, come on. Like, who knows what somebody else who's trying to judge you, what it is that they have to deal with. So, sure. exactly. And everybody's know. got a path. Yeah. And know. while you were writing the book, was there something that you realized about yourself or discovered about yourself that you didn't even know until you were putting it all on paper? I just noticed that I have this level of... Uh, just a perseverance about me, you know, mm-hmm. like no matter what, I'm going to make it. And also, I take pride in whatever it is that I do. I notice that also. Like I said, you know, even if you're mopping a floor or sweeping a floor, that's your job, that's what you do. Be the best floor mopper the world has seen. You know, take those techniques and teach somebody else your techniques. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But where did you get so that where mentality? I know living in that world, because mm-hmm. even, like I said, just as a DJ, I would go to the same club every day, every week, and see the same people drunk and see the same and be like, what am I doing? Mm. And I almost hit a low, and I'm like, it's not me. It's like, and then how did you take that moment and get to that point of like, no, you know what? 
I'm going to be positive. I just started typing. I'm going to be positive. I started typing. Let me just pour it out on paper. Get it out. I started typing. It took its own life. It took its next, the next course of my life. You know, it was just like, okay, well, let's go. You say you want to do it, let's go then. It was more about, okay, stop talking about it, let's be about yeah, it. About it. Yeah. Well, yeah. what does Kalina want to do next in oh, her career? Oh, right now? Okay, so... The book is on its, you know, finishing stages, editing. It's going to be ready May 30th, Amazon. Mm. But right now, I'm focusing, you know, after the book is done, I'm focusing on starting up a nonprofit for young women, 17 years of age, entrepreneurship programs for them so they can learn how to become business women, learn how to make their money. Because my whole thing when I was growing up, you know, 17, I saw The Players Club with Lisa Wright. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies. My mind, I was like, ching, ching. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go make some money doing that. But I'm just trying to let these girls know, like, there, there are other ways. If you want to be a boss, you can be a boss. You know, get a business plan together, get it going, and, you know, create your own wealth, you know, off of your off of what you have to offer business-wise. So that's a project that I'm going to be working on. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes. I love Inspiring them young girls. I love, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. All, All the right, best well, to you. Where can Thank fans you. find you on social media? I am Luxury Lena, and also at Safe in the Game. All right, you better, you better buy that. When, when is the book out again? May May thirtieth. May thirtieth. Better get your copy yes. on Amazon. On Amazon. Amazon, ruling the world. They certainly are. All right, Courtney. Where can fans <laughs> find you? Not paying no taxes. Hey, I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You silly. I'm kind of mad because I do want my whatever. Anyway, I'm all over the social medias at Stuart Starlet. Boom. Maybe up everywhere at DJ Jesse J. I am on Instagram at Tanisha Laverne Grant. But before I go, I just want to send some love and light to the Singleton family. We know that John yes, Singleton absolutely. Um, has been in the hospital in a coma for the past eight days after suffering uh, what stroke. we were first told, a, a mild stroke, stroke, but obviously it was a major stroke. Um, so just sending some much, much needed love. Um, John has made major contributions to the culture in film and in television, and we're just sending him lots and lots and lots of love. Absolutely. Yes, lots of light. I don't even want to follow that. But um, you can follow me at Daryl Christian <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And on my show on CBS, This Is LA. Uh, give us some yeah, ratings. Yeah. So, hey, check us out. And uh, Kalina, it was a pleasure it to have you. You got to come back when that book comes out. Yes. And uh, I can't wait to read it. All right. See y'all next week. Get your Bye. Tips. Give my tips. Get your tips. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. <laughs>